when Jenna's new boyfriend, Herm, announces that he is traveling to the north shore of Lake Superior to meet Commander Donner. She is skeptical. After all, Herm is convinced that he is an alien from the planet Xylon, who has been sent to Earth to search for rare minerals. As far as she is concerned, he is living in a dream world. However, Herm is also a nice guy, the best she's ever known, and she enjoys being with him. So does her eight-year-old daughter, Sylvie. If only it wasn't for that alien issue. This is a story of the horrors that some people can inflict upon the innocent. It is also a story of how incredibly strong the human spirit is. Ultimately, it is a story of how strong the bonds of love truly can be. Eye of the Beholder, a novella by Jim Bates, available at MythMart.com, www.MythMart.com, and all other online retailers. In the wake of the Me Too movement comes a collection of short stories that challenge the reader to consider how women have suffered through the ages and continue suffering now. The primary connection between the stories in the collection, Suffer Rage, is that they are stories of and about women. Each woman in the collection has suffered, whether at the hands of men, society, or other women. Those they love, those that should love them, even their own bodies and minds, have betrayed them at some point. Some of these women are nameless. Some only have their names to hold on to, and some are looking for new names to go with the possibility of new lives. Some stories tackle sexual assault, abortion, mental health issues, aging, and surviving against the odds. Regardless of the genre employed, there is a profoundly feminist and, at times, girl-esque tone to the stories. There are sharp and smart gestures toward body, femininity, and patriarchy, and you get a sense of simmering rage throughout. As one of the story's protagonists says, all you have to do is listen in the bright dawn, and you will hear tender violence, the noise of women. When you have finished reading Suffer Rage, you will hear the voices of all the women vibrating in your bones, and you will ask yourself if you should choose to be a coward or revolutionary. Purchase your copy today of the Open Contract Challenge 2023 winner Adele Evershed and her collection of stories, Suffer Rage, at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. Here is the essay. This is Tim here with episode 261 of the World of Myth. Now, uh, hopefully, we have a special treat for you this episode. Uh, our president, wonderful president, Mr. David Cameron Boyer. I went to, uh, to you, didn't I, sir, and said, what would be a good theme for, uh, for a podcast? Uh, and, um, he's revealed to me that, that literally the first 69 magazines ever produced by um, the, the, six, the first 69 World of Myth magazines um, have never been reviewed. So, challenge accepted. Uh, I am going to attempt uh, over um, 
the next couple of podcasts, maybe a few gaps in between, um, but I'm going to attempt to uh, review 69 Magazine uh, and the uh, the first challenge, of course, the one that's thrown down, is how many of the first few magazines can I review in an hour? So, so here we go. Before we kick off, though, special announcement uh, with housekeeping for this episode. Um, Adele Evershed's uh, book, book novel. Um, hang on, let me delve into the portal of information. Supper Rage by Adele Evershed, now available on midmark.com. So go check it out now, for sure. Uh, but meanwhile, we are delving into the past, taking you back to September of 2004. And what were you doing in uh, September 2004? Um... I'm pretty sure that I was living with my new wife over in Victoria. And we um, we got married in the June uh, of 2003. And, yeah, it was um, a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful time. 2003? Uh, yeah, 2003 we got married. I think it was back in South Australia already by 2005. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, delving into uh, September 2004, uh, issue number one of The World of Myth magazine. And what a graceful image adorns the very first issue of The World of Myth magazine. Perhaps an elven princess, so full of promise and so enticing. An interesting intro, giving me a sense that World of Myth has existed before this September 2004 edition. And our wonderful president has informed me that it did. The World of Dark Myth. I shall definitely need to look into that down, down rabbit hole, only to discover the tunnel is even deeper. So without further ado, let's explore issue number one of the World of Myth magazine. Two fantasy stories, one horror, with the promise of action and suspense coming soon. The suspense is killing me. Aha. The art gallery has four great pieces, including the Elven Princess, our inaugural cover image. Seven poems, poetry seemingly a strongly supported medium from the very get-go. Uh, something that I've been noticing reviewing the other magazines um, from, well, 2023? Uh, 2024? The, um, that poetry is still quite a, um, a medium that uh, that gets a lot of a lot of submissions for, um, for World of Myth magazine, which is, a, which is really cool, but it's great to see that, like, from the get-go, there were a handful of stories but seven poems in the initial edition. The history of the myth, the forum, uh, and story of the month as well. My favourite genre of fantasies starts with my favourite thing, a series. From uh, one of my uh, one of my Favorite or uh, favorite writers as well, Mr. David K. Montoya. Of course, the, you you have a magazine. Why not pick up with uh, the very first edition with your own story? This is the Wall of Terence, Part One. Uh, a brilliant, a brilliant jaunt. Uh, 
brilliant a kingdom threatened and a foolish king who refuses to comprehend that shadows of doom ride over him and his lands. This is yeah, this is a really cool story. Um I like the characters and um yeah I'm uh, I'm looking forward to more episodes. So next is Dragon Hunters by Terry D. Shearer. Uh, and I've, I'm noticing with the first couple of, I've, I've sort of looked at the first, the first four magazines so far, and I'm seeing, um, David K. Montoya, Terry D. Shearer, um, Mock appears a bit as an artist, um, da da da, ja, JCL, I think it is, as well. Um, yeah, there's some familiar, um, uh, Kevin Magnus as well as a poet. Um, yes, all, um, a lot of familiar names. Well, not familiar names, but a lot of regular names, uh, regular submitters. Uh, and chatting with David Steph, um, a few episodes ago, it was, um, interesting to sort of hear about the, not so humble beginnings, but the sort of the, the group of friends that were regular submitters to um, to this mag. Gave it the start, uh, gave it the um, the content. Um, yeah, and it's wonderful to see um, 20 years on that it's still going strong. Uh, a great story. This one here, Dragon Hunters. Uh, a great story leading up to uh, Chinese Year of the Dragon, I thought, yeah, the um, the uh, the whole idea of of a dragon tale, but this one's different. I love this story from Terry. A great spin on a classic fantasy tale of the two hunters, uh, of the two of the heroes hunting the great scale beasts. These two, Bodkin and Smudge, hunt for a very different treasure. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Uh, and now on to horror. So we, we leap from fantasy into horror and carry again with Between the Moon and Mars. And this one's a cool little sci-fi. So it has a very horrific ending. Well done. Uh, well done on this tale of terror, Terry. Um, yeah, I thought this was really cool. This, um, this story Between the Moon and Mars could easily have sort of fit in to a, a sci-fi character, uh, category. Um, and I think there's, like, um, could have been added to fantasy, but it's also, yeah, could have been a horrific sort of a tone throughout. Uh, so, let's now, um, don our finest finery, uh, and venture through the Uh, the gallery. The first up is, uh, Elven Princess, uh, by RCL. Regan, elegant, a fine cover. Rebecca C. Lockgren. Your skill? Oh, your skill as an artist is wonderful. I hope one day to read your stories also. And I'm, I'm glad, so glad that, um, later there's opportunities. Um, RCL shares her talent as an artist, as a story writer, and as a poet as well, I believe. But, um, more, more on that later. Uh, so Tribute to the Family by David K. Montoya is next. Um, saddening, troubling, I sense there shall be bloody payback. Do not mess with this family. Uh, now the most interesting fairy, again by RCL, is our third piece. I love the fine detail, such as the floral patch. This fairy seems sad. Or maybe, like, it's looking for someone or something. Uh, that it just cannot seem to find. 
So finally we delve beneath the waves with RCL to discover my mermaid. I love the alien nature of this creature, so foreign and yet so at home in her underwater kingdom. We then move on to poetry, where uh, Terry shows us he is a man of many talents, with the lasting relationship. Such an emotional piece, Terry, so troublesome and harrowing. And then we move on to Creature of Habit by Kevin Magnus. And we see a lot of Kevin um, throughout the, the first four episodes uh, of The World of Myth Magazine. Um, hopefully there will be uh, more of him to sort of follow on from there. So Creatures, Creature of Habit by Kevin Magnus. Such a clever rhyme. Like many, I was taken down the path of the herring-coloured bread. Great job, Kevin. Then Terry's back with falling. A cry for help. Or a release of demons. With this powerful piece, Terry, I sense you have achieved both. Life by Kevin Magnus. Um, is the next poem. Uh, a great header followed by a rhyme that seems a mixture of black and white, creating a very grey feeling in me as the reader. I worry for, for what tomorrow may bring. Uh, yeah, so thanks for that sense of doom and gloom. Yeah. Name Set in Stone by Kevin Magnus. A question asked by many of us. As Kevin suggests, nobody can truly know the answer. Uh, and then Kevin again with thy enemy. Kevin covers off on some deep and dark topics with this one. This, uh, with, with a lot of his poetry and this being no exception. There's little room for happiness here. But a strong sense of pride. Uh, and that's, yeah, that, that's what I, I think is great about your poetry, uh, Kevin. There's, it's, it's not all doom and gloom, and even when it is doom and gloom, there's other elements to it as well. It's, yeah, the very strong bits. Uh, and Final Promise for the Dying by Kevin Magnus. I sense that there is a truth to this poetic story. Vividly, I imagine the scene. Uh, it's a sad, sad scene, strong scene. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a, a young, a great, very powerful piece. Uh, and then the history of the myth is a chronological journey of this company beginning in 1992, the dates drying up in the middle of 2007. So a great read, especially for the keen historian. Uh, didn't see any commentary, um, so like the links on the older magazines, uh, not all of them have come through. Uh, the forum is a link to everything dark. Uh, and that's it for um, magazine number one. So uh, yeah, a great great beginning. Um, and then uh, let's jump straight into magazine number two. Uh, Terry the Shearer uh, was September's member of the month. So congratulations to you, Terry. Um, we've got like a Naga type cover, um, fantasy or sci-fi feel with distant planets or moons in the background. So that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I, I like the cover of, of this one. Um, but I like the covers of all the World of Myth magazine. They're all really cool, and they've all they've sort of increased in detail. Um, yeah, and the the, the the like the artists all have such great skill. They're uh, a bit envious of, uh, of people who can draw so well. Uh, second message from editor in chief Terry D. Shearer uh, mentions the idea of serial stories and a myth factor. Fantasy, horror, action, suspense are all here. Four new artworks, including Serpent Queen, the cover piece. Seven poems, a contest. And of course, the history of the myth. 
So let's jump straight into magazine number two. With the question by Terry D. Shearer. What a clever start to this mag number two. I like the way that you have told such an interesting tale with so few characters. Each, including the board as a whole, so unique. This one would have sat in horror just as easily as fantasy. So kicked off fantasy with the question. Uh, and Terry, yeah, has definitely created a, uh, a most interesting scenario with, uh, with the question asked uh, and the way that it's answered and by who. Next is Horror and Foresight by David K. Montoya. Uh, it's great to see you tapping into your dark side again, uh, Mr. David K. Montoya. Nothing like the cough and roar of a chainsaw to get the creative and other juices flowing. So, well, well done. I know how much you love the horror genre, uh, and um, yeah, you, you've done this one quite well. Then Death Charm by Terry. This one was spooky and eerie and spine-tingered. Old ways never die, it seems. In Action and Suspense, we have Cliffhanger Incorporated, Chapter 1, by L. Craig Woods. I love this art imitating life, imitating me. Uh, an absolute cliffhanger. Well written, L. Craig Woods. This was fun. I hope more chapters follow soon. And then into the gallery and Serpent Queen by Mock. And it's very, very cool uh, to sort of flash forward to 2024 where Mock Jr. has uh, has recently done a, um, a cover art. Um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting that uh, issue 122 of the magazine is Mock Jr. Uh, and Mock, uh, 120 issues before, is the cover artist with Serpent Queen. It's otherworldly. A great image and a cool cover. And then mock again with Fairy Jam. And my gosh, did this one make me go, uh, no. It made me go, ah, and then, oh. Um, yeah, this, this Fairy Jam is perfectly titled, uh, and very cleverly drawn. So, uh, yeah, there's not much more to add than that. Then, Kiko from Hunting in Tokyo by Arcia. Some cool fanfic, uh, fan, um, fan art here. Yes, some cool fan art here. I love the way that this character is portrayed. Very oriental, but very futuristic. And then Kiki the Punky Elf by RCL. Love, love, love Kiki's attitude. All spiked up hair and a face full of, what would you say? Uh, don't mess with me, I reckon. That's probably the, uh, the best way to put it. Um, well done, RCL. It's, yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a great artist. Uh, I'm a little green with envy. Uh, then we move into poetry. And now it's revealed that we've moved from the September, the first mag in September 20, uh, 2004 into October 2004 with the poem, uh, Halloween by Kevin Magnus. Um, so here I am in February 2024, casting my mind back to October 2004 and the very end of October with the, um, with Halloween. All the regulars are here, ghosts, wolves, witches, and fools. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like this one, Kev. It was, uh, it was, you, uh, you captured the essence of Halloween very, very well. Uh, and then under the, um, by Rebecca C. Lofgren, artist, storyteller, poet. Is there, 
no end to this contributor's skill. A very emotional, almost spiritual piece. I love the beach, the ocean, this part of the world. Love this poem. I can totally relate. So thank you, Rebecca. Um, you, yeah, you, you do prove to have uh, quite a, uh, a bag full of talent. And then That Night by Kevin Magnus. The tough task of the worst public servant role. Well written, Kevin. Succubus by Terry. Uh, such a dark and foreboding rhyme. And then Forever Free by RCL. Majesty, ferocity, uh, a true promise of determination. Um, I love that this magazine, there's no consistency. Um, it really is a platform for, for anyone and everything. Uh, and the, the editors over the years make it work. Uh, and Terry is indeed no, no exception to this. Um, in fact, I think he's the one that sort of paved the way for, uh, for everything else that, uh, that sort of followed after. So, uh, yes, I put my hat to you, sir. You, uh, you have certainly, um, in your role as chief editor, you have, uh, you have found a way to give us as writers, poets, artists, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Uh, so continuing with poetry for, uh, magazine number two, Behind My Eye by Kevin. Quite the secret. We cannot truly know what hides behind another's eye. Uh, and then uh, a great one for um, the Year of the Dragon. Uh, a dragon so bold. Oh, what a clever tale told by Terry. Clever dragon. You know humanity all too well. And then we move out of poetry and into trivia of myth. Uh, such a clever question. I thought this was a really cool segment for um, magazine number two to do like a bit of a general knowledge, but they're, they're like obscure and really difficult questions. Uh, I know like even back then we could all just Google the answers um, and it seems a little, a little bit of a pity to me moving into the third magazine to see that nobody responded to the quiz questions, the sort of the general knowledge stuff. This is the stuff that I love. The trivia of myth. Such clever questions. I wonder if anyone will get the prize. That's a cool little prize too. Um, RCL uh, had offered a, um, a signed uh, image, uh, one of her artworks, and um, yeah, I, uh, I was a little bit surprised. But anyway, the history of the myth. Uh, again, an interesting read. Uh, and then the myth forum. The Myth of Halloween, what an interesting article on this historic festival. And I love the way that um, whoever did the research to delve deep into this one, uh, as, as they did for um, the like November and December, uh, the magazine number three, magazine number four, is um, delving into the, uh, the myth behind Thanksgiving, the myth behind Christmas. Um, I, yeah, I, I think... These, these things are the sort of things, I don't know, as a librarian maybe, that interest me. Uh, so it, it saddens me a little bit to discover that the, um, the segment is over before, in my mind, it really had the, the chance to have a good run. But anyway, uh, let's uh, dive into magazine number three now, the November edition, uh, a dark figure with religious figure. Is this RCL work? Uh, and it turns out it's not. So, um, obviously, I, uh, I don't know my artists very well. But fantasy, horror, action suspense, gallery and poetry. Um, but now we get movie reviews too. And it has only taken three magazines to get a happy poem from Kevin. So let's get started. Uh, let's get straight into issue number three of The World of Me magazine. And fantasy begins with a foul business by any name by Terry D. 
Shearer, a sequel to The Dragon Hunters. Uh, Bokum and Savage are back. And this time, they're uh, attracting the interest of a VIP. The town of Primini can smell a rat, but nothing smells sweeter than the deal of a lifetime. I love these two characters, and I love what you've done, Terry. Very, very clever story. Uh, great little uh, follow-up sequel. Um, I hope we see more of these two. So the second and final fantasy is Adrift, a game by Terry, a great sci-fi. That, well, uh, that would strike fear in every astronaut. Yeah, this, this was, uh, this was, um, a little bit scary. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's got a, uh, a cool, um, cool ending, the whole pre premonition idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this one. This was cool. Uh, and then we slip into horror, serial thriller by Rebecca, girl of myth, Lufgren. Uh, uh, RCL? You, yeah, you, um, fight the cup, aren't you? This is a classic tale of terror by this talented writer slash artist slash poet slash amazing. I love Hayley. As she went through the steps of potential victim to something more. And then action and suspense, cliffhangers incorporated, uh, by L. Craig Woods. Chapter 2. And the action continues with our heroes in a very tricky situation. Then it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. Um, yeah, this, I've, again, like, like, um, the, the dragon stories in the fantasy section, I'm really enjoying this, uh, Kipagan's ink. It's very tongue in cheek uh, and it's very cleverly done. And then Art Gallery. So, uh, again with RCL kicking us off. Hopelessly awaiting deep in thought, trouble. Um, that's what I've got for that one. And then Body Bag Movie Poster, Artist Unknown. This is very cool. Hopefully coming to your cinema, uh, to cinemas near you. Um, was Body Bag and Cool. Body Bag, the movie. Was there a movie called Body Bag? Maybe. I don't know. But was it a 2004 movie? I'm not sure. Maybe more research is needed. Um, or maybe Dave, you can help me out with, uh, casting your mind back. Uh, A Prayer for Hope by David K. Montoya. For me, this one, uh, this is one scary priest. Maybe when fighting monsters, the best person to send is a monster too. Great cover image. Yeah, I didn't realise this one was by you, Dave. Uh, and maybe I should. Uh, but yeah, the, my, um, my Christian slash Catholic background, uh, this dude kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he certainly looks ready to fight monsters and, uh, Take, take them on and take them down. And then, Akiko from Hunting in Tokyo by RCL. This is very cool, very pared back. Uh, simple, but effective. And I think it reminds me of the, um, yeah, cast, casting my mind back to, um, issue number one. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, the, the fan art then was pretty cool. Uh, and it's nice to see it sort of pared, pared back in that way. And then on to Poetry and Thanksgiving by Kevin Magna. What a delight. We all do indeed have something to be thankful for, especially at Thanksgiving time. So thank you, Kev. Then The Hunters by Rebecca, girl of Nick Lufgren. Beware the shadows of the night. Thanks for this wonderful warning. Then Darkness Falls by Terry. Uh... Those nasties in all creative minds are 
plaguing these poets. In embracing the dark, do we grow closer to the light? Uh, I think in Perry's case, I'm not so sure. Uh, but then in all of our cases, uh, perhaps that is not the case. Then Offspring by Kevin Magnus. We all hope that the next generation is better than the one before. A saddening poem. I have three kids, and I wish for them a far better life than mine. And I guess that, in the, in the end, that's what we're fighting for, and that's what we're hoping for. Uh, and this poem really highlights that, but I think in a trouble, troublesome or almost depressing way. Um, yeah, it was, it was just really an interesting one to read. Uh, and then who cares anyway? We've got a new poet. Uh, this one here, Who Cares Anyway, is by Caesar F. Castro. What a dark piece. A cry to God or humanity. Either way, it does not end well. Then Brain Game by Kevin Magnus. Brain Game or Blame Game, the subject of this poem, seems to grow more and more frustrated as society focuses on Politics, uh, politeness and rules, the political correctness and the frustration associated. And then Love Is by Terry D. Shearer. A love lost or a love not reflected. Troubling. Emotion field. And then we move out of the realm of poetry into trivia of the month. Uh, what happened to this, David Montoya? Such interesting facts. I cannot wait to review the next magazine and discover those, uh, those that information, that general knowledge uh, regarding all of those presidents. Uh, very, very American, of course, but uh, having not had much American history learning through my schooling, uh, these sort of things intrigue me. And then we get our very first movie reviews by Rika Rick. Uh, for our rating with Van Helsing. Uh, so Rick works on a four how rating, uh, and with Van Helsing, he, he's given it quite a high rating at three and a half pounds. Rick then goes on to highlight some good releases on DVD in 2004. Bit of nostalgia for me. Thanks, Rick. And finally, I cast my eye over the myth of Thanksgiving, uh, and what a, tri a true eye-opener this mythbuster proves to be. No... Uh, yep, it's definitely not brushed with the, uh, the Hollywood, um, Hollywood gleam. This, uh, this seems only to be full of the truth. And then we uh, race into review of magazine number four, Christmas of 2004. Uh, and my wife and I are pretty sure this was around the time, like, um, before Christmas, like early December, when we moved from Victoria back to South Australia. Or maybe, no, I reckon maybe we were already back in South Australia. We were sort of living in... Um, like a little rented house, but uh, yeah, a lot of fun, uh, joyful memories. But um, this has sort of triggered uh, for me the uh, the crazy trip back from Victoria in the moving truck with good friends, family always drawing you back. This magazine, this company, it already feels like a family. So let's delve deeply into the Christmas edition and see just how the Darkness family of 2004 celebrated the silly season. So, in typical Darkness style, we have a sinister and frightful figure in the cover. Is this the spirit of Christmas? There is only one way to find out, and that, of course, is by clicking the image. Wow, a new artist. Possibly the final poem from Kevin Magnus, and the power of the people. Three segments get slashed. Bye-bye trivia, and the myth of 
uh, and a mix of sections. Uh, if I were around back then, I would have voted for you though. Luckily, we still get the myth of Christmas as one final hurrah. Christmas abounds in this edition, so let's go. Uh, let's get stuck right in with Fantasy and Christmas Wizard by Mr. David K. Montoya. And once upon a time, a very, very long time ago, a classic beginning from the David K. Montoya spin on a classic tale. Uh, a great job, my friend. You have written this myth in a very believable fashion. Ho, ho, ho. And then to round out fantasy, we have Troll Chambers? No. Something, something troll by Terry G. Uh, Terry D. Shearer. This one made me smile, Terry. Yep. Nobody messes with a troll and actually gets away with it. Simple revenge is satisfaction. The best gift of all. And now we venture into horror where Terry D. Shearer brings us the van. I know plenty living in Oz, uh, in, uh, down, down under, I guess. Um, yeah, living, living in Oz, I know plenty about the impossibility of finding sleep in a heat wave. Such excruciating temperatures, um, is the least of the worries of this main character though. Stephen King would be proud of this one, Terry. Uh, a true tale of terror. And an action suspense. Uh, and there's no um, cliffhanger in, incorporated. Uh, but we do get Battle Blades, part one. The Battle of Demon Canyon by L. Craig Woods. Uh, and what a bloody battle this is. Full of great tactics, uh, where a legend is born. Um, Hopefully we get more more episodes um, in action and suspense of both of these. That that would be really cool. Uh, Cliff, Cliffhanger and um, Battle Blades, I reckon, uh, are both working out to be um, some very, very cool series. And then we don our finery once again uh, and swan our way through the art gallery. Uh, Santa of Myth by a new artist, Lei Chi Chono. A very worthy cover. Uh, a sinister or mysterious figure cloaked in crimson. Uh, but there is a, like a feeling of, uh, festiveness? No? No, no. There's, there's like a real mystery. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one. This one was a, a great, uh, a great cover image from a, uh, very talented New artist for the magazine. Uh, and then The Queen and Her Dragon by David K. Montoya. And I love the massiveness of the dragon in this picture. Uh, the scale, uh, pun intended, used, yeah, is used so cleverly here to, uh, to show the queen in all her finery. Uh, but then the, the background is literally taken up by this, this, uh, you can imagine the size of uh, of this thing. Um, yes, that was very, very, very well done. Uh, and she, she, go, shy hell, uh, by Lei Chi Chono. Uh, hero in the making, perhaps. I can see the determination in this character's features. Uh, and then prototype cover of the underground to nowhere, volume one, by David K. Montoya. Simple, but cool. Is this a planned return to the realm of comic creation for you, sir? I'm intrigued. Uh, and then Our World by David K. Montoya. Um, this one sort of comes across to me as like a political or environmental piece, like a cry for help. Indeed, no more tears, uh, and yet we continue to cry, sadly. And then Midnight... 
that? Same. Midnight something or other. Um, by Mock. Such a great character piece. Five oh one. Oh, Midnight Snack. Sorry, Mock. Midnight Snack by Mock. Such a great character piece. I, for one, would certainly be pretending to sleep. Are you awake? Oh no, certainly not. Definitely sleeping. Uh, and then finally, another piece by Mock. Yes. Uh, finally, another piece by Mock. Um, this, uh, by the same talented artist, Sentinel. The guard doing what guards do best. Guarding. But yeah, he's, he's really cool. Uh, a, um, a great looking knight indeed. I wonder who's in the cell or what, who or who or what it is that he's got. Or she. So I think it's a he. Um, and then into poetry. Uh, what could be by Kevin Magnus? Uh, and I, Unfortunately, didn't do all of my research and went, this looks like it's the very final piece, possibly the very final piece from this poet, uh, for World of Myth. Uh, he gives a glowing scene of family, love and happiness. A beautiful poem to finish off. Uh, and then I discover that no, that wasn't the final poem by, uh, Kevin Magnus, because the next piece, Tired and Weary, is also by Kevin. Uh, and this one is much, much darker. The struggle that we all feel. And then we get Failure as a Friend, also by Kevin Magnus. Our request for forgiveness by one friend to another. Ah, uh, yeah. This, this one here was, yeah. But, it's a real emotional roller coaster that you're taking us on here, Kev. You, you sort of, you come in, uh, and you've gone, the, the joy and love of family at Christmas time, and then you're thrown in two that sort of just sink you down to that very, very difficult emotional. There's a, a, a peak, and then there's a pit, uh, and we, we quickly plummeted from the peak to the pit, uh, and we just seem to be staying there, and then we get wanting by Caesar F. K. Castro, Love Lost, but is there hope it can be found again? Uh, and then All Gone by Terry D. Shearer. This one is a frightening one, Terry. Lost Hope, a, a tale of sadness. And then we get The Eater of Dreams by Terry. Terry continues his venture into the void with this poetic tale of the end. Uh, and then, Terry, uh, we finish off with final question. Finishing off poetry, Terry asks the ultimate question that all poets wonder. Dark as this poem may be, the final line did actually make me smile. So, but, um, what a rollercoaster poetry like proves to be Time and time and time again. Uh, and then, um, we venture into movie reviews, and this time we get Movie Girl Grimm. And I do have a feeling that I think I know who Movie Girl Grimm might be. But anyway, but beside that, uh, this, uh, movie review brings me back to a time where I laughed so hard the tears streamed down my face. Uh, and the way that Movie Girl Grimm Reviews Team America World Police, uh, certainly says that it's not a film for all. He gives it four nooses out of a possible five. A terrible film worthy of probably all five hangman ropes, if truth be told. Um, this was silly. I remember watching this. It was a nonsense film, ridiculous, just poking fun at everything. Uh, and was certainly not for everyone. Uh, and if you think the fact that it's the guys that do South Park that created it, um, yeah, lots of wrong, all sorts of wrong, uh, 
And at the time, my, my immaturity, I think my, my early twenties, uh, yeah, this was, yeah, but I, I laughed because I couldn't help it. And then The Grudge, uh, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I love Sarah Michelle Gellar in Buffy, but I haven't seen The Grudge. And I'm thinking from Movie Dollar Grimm's review, uh, I might not see it. Um, this one only gets two howls of approval. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't think, uh, Japanese director, Japanese writer, I don't think it translated very well from the original Japanese concept, if Movie Dollar Grimm is to be believed. Um, some of you out there might have seen The Grudge and enjoyed it. Um, I think there's a sequel as well. Um, but anyway, the, and then the final film review is, uh, the original Saw film. And it's given two and a half hours of approval, uh, for something that Movie Goa Grimm, a true horror fan, seems to have really, really enjoyed. Uh, and then we're rounding out the fourth mag and this episode of the podcast with The Myth of Christmas. And I think this was done really well. And it saddens me to think that this segment is getting cut. I love how the true meaning of a holiday or celebration is explored in such great detail. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed learning more about the meaning behind Halloween, um, the, the actual story, um, not the Hollywood version, but the actual story of Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, of course, this, um, this venture into what Christmas actually is where it possibly have come from. And there's a lot of truth in this information that's sort of supplied in this segment. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And it's, yeah, it's saddening to me um, that, uh, unfortunately, we won't get any more like this. But never mind. Uh, the power of the people. Um, and... Uh, yeah, looking forward to maybe in a future podcast, looking at um, magazine number five and sort of seeing what was next, what what the next steps were and, and how this magazine has built over time, over those 20 years, um, getting into uh, 2005 then uh, and a brand new year. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what, writers have sort of sent things in, um, whether we get any more poetry from, uh, from Kev, or whether we get some new poets sort of coming in as well. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But, uh, it's ciao for now, and, um, signing off. This is Tim. Oh, don't forget as well, um, before I go, the, uh, Keep the lights on. Make sure that you um, give what you can to this amazing company. Um, looking forward to uh, 2024 and the wonderful things that it will be able to achieve. Uh, and don't forget to get your um, March stories, poems, artwork, reviews in the step as well. Do it now. Do it ASAP. Go for it. And... Um, yeah, may all of your submissions be accepted. <laughs>